mode now these motherfuckers weren't even ready this whole time i was tired i only had a couple of fucking waffles i couldn't afford and then when this shit starts recording they're like oh where did this guy come from it's called podcast mode isn't it angel nobody expects it if you ever come here and do a podcast with me or wherever the fuck the hideout's gonna be located at details i'll come at you later in the, this episode i'll tell you what that means just know that i could be completely down here in energy levels the whole day it's because i'm saving it up because as soon as this thing starts recording, bro, I'm up here. I feel the same way too, though. I'm not done talking. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel the same way too. I just stump. Yeah, you have to. Dude, I promise you, when this is over, I'm gonna. Yeah, dude. I, I'm, I I'm done, the same dude. Way. When I would oh, do dude. it with Dayron, I would, we would go and film a podcast. I would be whatever, and we would be nice. Like, but the moment that we would start filming. And I would start talking. It would be insane. I would have a different energy. It would be super insane. Exactly. And none of you guys were ready for that. No, All I right. was not ready. I'm gonna be here, completely honest. With you. What? You were. I ready? was here. You were flipping out, and I, I was, was like, like <laughs> "Holy!" Exactly. And it's still not over. So what the fuck's going on, Rebels? Uh, thanks for reporting back to the hideout, and welcome to episode 23. I think it is. Don't even know my own episodes. All good. I'm your rebel host, Tyler Soflo, aka. Don't have money. Friends are being really good friends right now. Nah, in my book, he's Donut Man. And I'm also I'm also Donut Boy. To my left is my special guest, Angel Noche from 1K Project. We'll get into more about him in a second. Uh, this is the place to come to for a new way to follow the movement. Here we'll be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and freerunning world from content reactions to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way, so keep tuning in to see what that means. When will I ever remember this monologue? Who fucking knows? It's freaking long. Today's task will be about what makes a spot. Now, I that is today's task. We will get into that topic in a second. But right now, I actually want to just go ahead and give a couple updates on what's going on with social movement, what's going on with the hideout introduce angel and then we'll get into what makes a parkour spot a parkour spot so without further ado let's open up the book of truth didn't even make i didn't even want to rhyme that but i fucking ended up rhyming it <laughs> all right the book of truth has been open so um pretty much the soflow <laughs> movement hq the one that currently resides is coming to an end. The chapter of this iteration of the HQ is coming to an end. Um, as you guys all know who are listening um, or watching, you know that the hideout is located within our uh, two-story townhouse where Julian, Tony, and I live, which is considered the Soulful Moon HQ. Our lease for this place is ending in August, and we are changing courses with several things mainly in our personal lives which obviously directly impact the brand and the team so therefore the location of this will be changing the impact on the podcast and what that does for whenever another episode puts out i don't know yet i'm gonna see if i can try to take it with me i'm not trying to give too many details in my personal life or what's going on but pretty much uh i'm the first one to move out of tampa going back to south florida and uh with that 
you know, I might have to take some of the equipment. Maybe, maybe the way it looks right now won't look like this for a minute. It'll just be me in a chair with the microphone and that's it. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm going to try to find a way to keep pumping out more episodes. But point is, is that the HQ is moving. I'm going to leave it at that. Angel, how you doing? I'm good. Not even I was ready. Not and expecting, I didn't even take a sip of that. Dude. I was going to say, I was not expected for this much. Like, I told I, you, bro. I was not I, I, I've always tried to like give a little disclaimer to people. I was like, listen, when the camera and the computer starts recording, I go in podcast mode. I got no disclaimer. Yes, I did. I did give it to you. When? I was like, listen, man. I just said it. <laughs> I said when the things start recording. Then I wasn't listening. I am me, but heightened. And I didn't even take a sip of that. I wasn't listening. But that was a lot of energy. I appreciate the energy. I'm going to be honest with you. Because it hyped me up a lot. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> That's Tyler for you. So anyway, um, pretty much Angel is uh, one of the newer up-and-comers in the Florida community, specifically the South Florida community. Uh, you started training when? Two and a half. I, I want to say two and a half years ago. But I think that that would be pushing it. I want to say two years ago. Two years ago. Now, for anybody that's listening or watching, whether you're from Florida or elsewhere, you'll probably think to yourself, okay, well, two, train two years of training isn't enough to maybe have some solid input on something. Well, to be honest, I like to listen to people. I like to analyze people. He does have some solid points. And one in particular is this that we're talking about in this episode. And I actually wanted him to be on it because he's the one that proposed it to me. I was like, you know what? That was a solid topic to talk about. I think you should be the one to talk about it. So you know, put aside his years of experience, he still has some insightful things to talk about. Um, so two years into the South Florida community and you decided to kind of branch out, make a name for yourself. You used your voice, you made videos, you talked to others and you started putting out content without any shame. You're just like, fuck it, I'm going to put stuff out right now. Yeah. And people in Florida took notice, didn't they? So then with that momentum, you created what? I created a 1K project and I'm, I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time. I'm going to be very honest with you. And I didn't even know that that's what I wanted at the time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like, it's so real now that, I, that, that I'm experiencing it. But at the time, I was just doing it because it, it made me feel like, how do I say? It made me feel okay with the free time that I had in my hands. Because mm -hmm. at that time, any free time I had in my hands was, oh, you're supposed to be doing something right now that is not wasting time and i had a lot of free times in my hand a lot of free time in my hands and i was in my head a lot so i would always like look down on myself and diminish myself and be like you know like you, you should know, be doing more i should be doing yeah, more like what the fuck are you doing right now yeah so when i went to parkour and i saw everything that that it would that it, it was literally like i saw parkour as a person and it was literally offering me something i said yo here it wow. is you just gotta you know put yeah. this much work in it and i didn't know that that's what i was like signing for uh, signing up for and then Dude, I promise you, a year went by of every every single day training and training and training and training and training. I would train, dude. I would train in ways that I shouldn't be, shouldn't have been training, dude. I was training off sleep. I was training on too much caffeine. But you were no obsessed caffeine. though. It was like I was a, obsessed, it was like dude. a saving grace to you. It was so powerful. The impact that it gave you, you wanted to keep pursuing it and pursuing it. And so you trained at any at any cost. You were just like at any given moment I could train. You took yeah, charge of that. Yeah, I took any opportunity I could train to. Even at my house, dude. I promise you. Yeah. At my house, I would go outside and train at the curb. I would train right. at the curb, the parking spaces, uh, wherever. Right. And I, I had no idea that there was a community. I promise you. And this is the, the, the like the For most, the first year or so, maybe? For the first year and maybe like two months. I had no idea there was a community at all. Uh, Angel was 
completely oblivious to the fact that like Florida has had communities. It's it's not yeah, even just. I didn't our even iteration. know there was history. I promise There's, you. He, he had no idea that there was an entire Florida history dating back to like. 07 all the stuff that raul muniz has told you about of flpk and our other previous episodes all that history stuff that role unfolded angel had no idea about but either way whatever parkour did to you in those times two years ago gave you a distinct pers uh, perspective of parkour that i find interesting and i know for a fact this won't be our last episode that we do together but because of the way i've heard you talk about parkour and your perspective on it i thought it was interesting that you should speak upon it but the first thing is how you talked about spots which we'll obviously dive into in a second so anyway you have 1k you have your friends he has a, he has his little audience right here behind the camera you can't see him but uh he's got his homies here uh they came for earth day jam in gainesville um it was and, amazing and they're doing uh they're doing some really cool uh things down south south like soulful movement is south florida but they're like down down like <laughs> yeah. you, you were in homestead right i live in homestead which is like the bottom of florida that's like before you get to key west dude like or yeah. get on the key road west too. is 40 minutes away from my house yeah so they're like super super south so they got that area covered um but essentially that's what angel's been going on have going on uh because of the impact that he's had or sorry rather uh because of the impact parkour had on him that he just explained he's kind of opened up some ways of of talking about it in different ways I haven't heard in a while, almost to the point where it's rather refreshing. Cause I feel like I've heard some iterations of this way years ago when I first started parkour, but I haven't heard in a while and hearing him talk about it is like refreshing. So I want to get down into it. So what I did to make sure that you and I don't go off topic because he and I had like, a, <laughs> we had a huge, we went to waffle house earlier. And, um, that's why I said friends been, been friends. Cause he, thank you. He, he paid for my waffle. That's all I asked for. And, um, which, I would have gave you more. He should have got more. No, that's good. I can't do an MF228. Have you seen the size of this guy? But he paid for my waffle, and the drive to Waffle House was this uh, was a debate. It was a, it was basically its own mini podcast, but car edition. Yeah. So we're already in it. So in order for us to not derail like we did in the car, I wrote down five talking points that fall underneath what makes a parkour spot a parkour spot. Okay. And I'm shortening this title episode to what makes a spot, so I don't have to keep using the word fucking parkour. <laughs> so the first thing I have written down. So I'm gonna try to. We're gonna try to go in order. Okay, okay, okay. okay. If it doesn't happen super in order, eh, fucking fine. But we're gonna try to. Okay. The first thing I have in, of the list of the five is architecture. This is the first thing that comes to someone's mind. I think when they say parkour spot, the first thing that their mind wants to think of is what kind of walls, rails, heights are there. So my question is, does a parkour spot need to have? somewhat impressive architecture like what is the limitations of architecture for a spot to be a spot okay a lot of people could say that that depends on the person and how like how much of an athlete they are or how long they've been training or what type of style they train but like i personally believe that there is no like there is no specific size gap that makes a spot an amazing spot just because that spot for example, hypothetical spot right now. You get to a spot and it has nothing there but one humongous jump. That spot is now known as the whatever running pre. Why mm. would that be that? If you can turn that running pre into anything that has a huge space here. Let's say now it's let's be more detailed in that example. It's literally a running pre with a staircase. Do you know okay. how many things you could do with that staircase and now adding the running pre? You know how many things you could do? without that running pre in just the staircase. Right. And people won't go 
to something to a spot like that. So that's I feel like starting to dive into more like or skill they level. Won't, not that they won't be intimidated by a spot like that, or they'll underestimate. You should never underestimate a spot ever. Right. So I know that kind of dives into more like skill level or or something like that. I want to dial it back just a bit more so of like, for example, you would look at a spot and it's two curbs. To you, that's a spot. Mm -hmm. But to me, in my head, I'm like, this isn't really a spot because the curbs aren't five feet up. Well, maybe that's what I mean by architecture. Okay. Does it have to do things have to be four, five feet, seven, eight feet up for it to be considered a spot? Does the architecture have to be somewhat intricate or can it literally be just a platform off the ground? To me, that person is taking progression way too literal. Okay, explain what you mean by that. Way too literal. Oh my god, I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I've I've been at that level already. What do you mean? Oh, like I'm wasting my time if I'm doing this yes. curb stuff. Why does that have to be five foot on top? Like, to that person, why does that have to be five foot higher for you to train on it? Wow, that's right. not worthy for you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it. So now that that you could get that same analogy and put it into a video game. The per now I'm not gonna go and play something I played back in 2002 because the graphics don't meet up. I had fun doing that. I see what you mean. I had fun playing that game. I'm going to go back for the feeling of it. I think I think architecture plays a key in in wanting to progress. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Like say for example, someone is trying to practice this rooftop precision that they want to do and in order to progress safely, go, they have to keep finding things that go higher same and thing higher on the and ground. Higher. Yeah, exactly. That's so, that, that's what that's something that bothers me a lot. That's like the thing that bothers cuz they they can say the same thing about the gym, but I agree with the gym thing. Like, you know, people that train in gyms just to take it outside. That's a huge controversy in the parkour community. I don't think you have to go to a gym to take something outside. I think you just need to chuck it. I beg to differ. Flips. Okay, flips maybe. But you can have a mat. If you you can bring or afford or find a mat, take it outside. A a mattress. Sure. But people then, have done it. But the thing is, then I can I can bite you back. Yeah, of course people have done it. But then I can bite you back and be like, well, what about crazy flips that you've never tried before that you need a foam pit for because there's a bar above it and you need to do some type of bar trick and a mat's just not going to cut it because you don't even know if you can make the rotation. But if you went to the gym and you're hung, you're swinging on the bar and there's a foam pit below, you'd be like, I don't give a fuck if I don't make the rotation because nothing's going to happen to me. Just add two step ups to the mattress you're jumping off, and add instead of adding a gap, add an right. obstacle in between. Yeah, yeah. See, you're making the solution on how to do it outside, but what you're adding the problem is more mental bullshit. The person that wants to commit to it could can go to a gym and already have committed for it, while the other person outside is still struggling because they have an extra mattress. Uh, no, I can't. See, lost the, you. I lost you. Well, we kind of went into the gym stuff. You're okay. saying that you don't need to go to a gym. That you, you, people don't really need to change to train in a gym to then take it outside. But then I'm telling you, yeah, for some certain fl- moves, I believe so. Yeah, for certain moves, for some moves, I think we can, Mervs English goodly <laughs> fucking dude. What? Huh? Anyway, <laughs> doesn't know how to speak English. All good. Uh, for any, certain moves, yeah, I believe so. For certain no, but moves, I think you got me. On you there, need yeah. to have a gym to take it outside quicker. Yeah. Yeah, that I agree with. You can look up any Russian video and be like, I guess did, I just feel really strongly <laughs> about that gym thing because a lot of people stand behind it. A lot of people will stand behind I think it and so. be like, bro, I, you know how long I've been doing it in the gym for? And it'll be something that's like, dude, you don't need the gym for that. You right. That, I, mean? I think there is a trap. I think what you're trying to describe is the trap where you go to the gym, be like, I need to do this, so I take it outside. And then they never actually go outside because they'd rather just do it in the gym because it's comfortable. And then that's the trap See, that they fall in and they become that. a gym rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then there's people who genuinely train outside and then use the gym as a tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather the other way around. But um, I know the argument you're trying to make with the gym, but I'm saying like the architecture of a spot, the person's perspective changes depending on their goal they're trying to reach. But what you're saying yeah. is in the in general feeling of training parkour, a spot doesn't have to have 
walls as high as my kitchen island. Yeah, because it's kind of like, why do you always want to play? They People like that always want to play their video game on hard. Why would you want to do that? Why would you always want to go into a level right. on hard? What, you always want to be the best? Right. You it, always want to stand out. You can't do that. You have you, to sometimes fit yeah. in. Is your argument saying that you can just, you can have fun with anything? You can have fun with anything. Like, if you if you see through eyes, dude, I can parkour on this table right now, bro. Right. In these two chairs. In these two chairs. You can do parkour. Now, there's people out there that would argue, they would say, what kind of quality parkour is that, though? Fun. If you're not having fun while you're doing it, then you're in competition mode. Go do something else. Parkour is Fair to point. enjoy. Therefore, they shouldn't make the argument that this isn't a spot then. They are because that would be invalid because then it's a spot to me. Right there, it makes it controversial. Right there, it makes it a, yeah. a person thing. So that platform that I have in my back patio right there, right, where it's just grass and then the platform of the patio kind of rises up. Of course. That's a spot. Yes, because right now, you know what I could do? Go outside, shove my foot in the ground, make two, four, five lines and use that. And, and practice running, please. Yes. If you were in competition mode, that would be a spot, but it'd be a quote garbage spot. Yeah, it'd Someone be like, would oh, use I'm that just term. using this, so you know, for the next time, like, because I have nothing right now. It's like, what do you mean? Like, don't right. say it with that attitude. I have nothing right now. Look, so look at what I have. Right. Be more interested about it. So let's just put it this way: in order for anything to be considered a spot, you genuinely have to be in some type of, I want to have fun mood. Yeah, and then like, and parkour is intended for that because why would you? Is it though? I mean, dude, the first approach that we give to, to, to people that come into parkour is, dude, just have fun with it. Flow. Why would we want them to evolve into like, yo, that's a shitty spot? Okay. Wow, why would you see, want that's a really, that? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Like, it's true. Like, now, I see it like that. Like, why would you want that? Right. It's, granted. It's granted. The, the fucking beginning of parkour. We want to take it all the way back to Yamakaze and David Bell and all that stuff. Really, realistically, it was the whole point a to point b most efficient way possible and you're supposed you're supposed to know who david bell is yeah i don't know who Yamaka that was his free running team that with with sebastian Fukan as well and the other guys oh yeah i read okay i read about them see that's what i'm saying you got it they're on the book i read yeah good once i'm not to be honest that's the only thing with being a little bit new is that there's some details that slip out yeah i read i read the book but i'm gonna be very honest about the book i don't care if anyone knows and i'm sorry to sidetrack i the only thing i thought was for me in that book was the beginning like like the history yeah. The beginning of it was the history, which I'm talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, I felt it so hard. Yeah. Well, so here's what I'm saying. Point A to point B. Realistically, what you'd use is any spot that you can find that allows you to sharpen and hone in on your skills in order to perform point A to point B execution, right? I'm not saying you have to go to a parkour spot and only do point A to point B runs. No, you can train lines and moves that sharpen your arsenal of those things that you can do when you are going from point A to point B. But if you're using a platform outside in the back patio and all there is is a grass and the platform's only like, what, three inches off the ground, technically, if you're trying to like perfect your skills for a point A to point B uh, line or something, you're not really, that's not really for fun. You're training to train. Mm -hmm. So there is a, there is the two aspects. There's training for fun, and then there's training to execute, which would be the original definition of point A to point B. Yeah. So that's why I mean when I when I said it earlier, in order for you to make a spot anything, you would have to be in a I'm gonna have fun mood. I'm gonna I'm gonna express myself mood. Yeah, but I still think that that you shouldn't define like define a spot because like do you call what do you mean you shouldn't define a spot you shouldn't give spots definition like that like you know i spot shit because you know that's i use that spot to train to hone my shit it's like yeah but that spot can also be for fun right so it's just how you come that day 
That's why I'm saying that's like, it a, cannot be the spot, dude. You no one can ever title a spot. So let, let's just that cross spot, off that spot was a walkway to a hospital before you even jumped on there. Right. So let's just cross off the first thing that I had on my list is there doesn't have to be any type of impressive architecture for it to be of considered a not. spot. It of could be not. anything. It could be anything. Literally anything. Where does an artist paint on? Anything. A white canvas that has nothing. Oh, that's true. Or anything. There's people that do graffiti and all that shit. Yes. I've seen people paint with bit with basketballs. There's this guy on YouTube that paints murals and shit of Jordan and it's a freaking basketball and paint. That's insane. So uh before we move on to the next point that I have on my list, can you tell me what's the weirdest, most, I don't know, obscure spot you've ever trained at? I feel like you train at like I always called it like lo fi spots. That's <laughs> yeah. kinda what they are, you know? Yeah. Well what do you mean? What do you mean lo fi? They're they're like lo fi. They're like um they're some they're they're like they're like sort sort of Sethish. Seth is another person in the community. They're like obscure. They're not really the traditional first go-to things. They're like kind of in the corner. They're off to the side. They're low to the ground. You know, they're 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 quirky. They're a little bit different. Yeah. What is the most quirky obstacle area you've ever trained at? Oh my god. Um hit me with it and try to describe it. Okay. Um ah. Hmm. Two benches at Dayron's godmother's house when we were in quarantine. It was literally two green benches. When my phone turns on, um, I'll show it to you. It was literally I've seen it. Just two uh, two green benches, and I've made like so so many variations that I haven't caught on camera, dude. Yeah. And some that I didn't post, dude. That those two benches were literally the two most awkward things I have ever trained on. I mean, trained on. But it, it gave me so much variation. I like I I was looking forward to coming to those two benches. Two little park tiny benches. Like yes, green bro, ones? green back to back. Yeah, like it wasn't that they were side to side. Yeah, it was back to They're back. Back to back to back. That was the most obscure kind of like. It awkward. was so weird. Yeah, it was the weirdest, most strange in a bad and good way. Because sometimes I'd go there, and I, as Daron, I'd go there alone sometimes, and I wouldn't know what to do. And then sometimes I'd be like, Yo, I know exactly what to do here, and I'd just be like doing. I'd find parkour. I'd find flipping things, even though I can't flip at all. Like, I'd find so many different things. Dive roll over dive roll. It'd be insane. I think the weirdest thing you do was that you try to do that running pre to that water fountain. It was a oh, when I first, first started? Literally a park water fountain that had two different levels. You know, like the kiddie ones are for the adults. Like, dude, I'll that's send so you degrading the, too, by I'll the way. Send you like, the fuck video. you, kid. You can't reach this high. <laughs> I promise you, I'll send you the video if you want to post it. Is And I have the video of like what happened in pictures and all. Yeah. Dude, uh, I had just started parkour. I think I was like three or four months in. Maybe five. And I was doing this running pre to a, to literally a water fountain. But I felt up on it, and I was like, this is metal. I can land on here. It's fine. So I was first prepping it to a trash can that was close. That trash can was a metal trash can that was loose. But it was kind of bolted to the ground a little bit. But it was loose. And it was rounded. So I was like, okay. Excuse me. I was like, okay. Um, you know, I'm going to land on this. I mm -hmm. landed on it. It was fine. I had no tech. I couldn't stick nothing. I was landing on the heels and all. Like, and then... Dude, if you saw me, to me it was big because, dude, I was so careless, bro. I was so careless with things. At that time, I, dude, I, at that time, I don't, I didn't know what it was to jump like eight or like nine feet. Mm -hmm. to, for us, that's not even a warm up. For us, a warm up is like a ten foot gap, nine feet in a run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at that time, I was just sending those big things, and I didn't know. So, right. you know, I would stick them what I would consider the stick, and. On that, on maybe on like the second or third attempt, I stuck it perfectly, and then I was like, "This is perfect." I was, I'm talking about the water fountain. I had stuck it perfectly, not what I considered perfect. 
And then I came and did it a second time, and then my foot slipped, and it, it, it literally, like, bashed into it. And when, dude, oh, my God. And when I rolled it up, I had fat sticking out of oh my leg. God. It was insane. I, I saw that video, yeah. I, but I'm saying, like, to me, I think that was the weirdest thing. Like, who thinks about running, doing a running pre to a water fountain at a park? It was metal. It, it was metal. Like it was flat. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do it. Because oh I could land gosh. on it. I think that's the weirdest thing you've done. I was like, what the fuck is he running to this? It's like not even the water fountains into a wall. It's like the ones that stick up on its own. And it has like its own little sidewalk mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and I've doubled one of those weird generators. That's also something really weird. No, that I used to do always. That no, is a the Florida thing. The the oh the ones I'm talking the about green the green ones, one. the green boxes. Yeah, in Homestead they they're they're higher than me, so I would double them. Yeah, and that's how I would get my doubles. Dude, there's a, we made a uh, Brandon and I made a video 2016. Uh, literally on the joke that the only spots in Florida are just generators. Yeah. So we made an entire, it was the dirtiest video we've ever made. Uh, the beginning of it is hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I pop out of a bush. No, I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. There's a video that, that it is in Miami that like you, do, you, you run through like a, hold up, like a window or something. It's like in Coral Gables. I run through a window. Not a window. It was like a frame or something. And then after you jumped into to the canal. You jumped I'll, over the bridge. I'll just show you the beginning. This is supposed to be the joke that there's only, that there's literally only uh, generators <laughs> inside. <laughs> Dude, this is so cancerous, bro. Brandon and I watch this all the time just so we can laugh again. You know, because life. Anyway. I wonder if this is going to play out my computer or whatever. Let's see what happens. Oh my god, dude. Who is that? <laughs> Who's that? That's B Rod. Oh, I thought that was Tony, bro. Dude, we went to Party City and. <laughs> man, I don't want to do this no more, man. What do you propose we do? This video's racist as fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad, but so good. This was his idea. Bro, this was it. Like, the only spots, we talk about spots in Florida, the joke of this video was that the only spots there are is generators. So we're like, how about we make a video where we only train on generators? And then it gets to Tech 9. Ooh, why did it pull you over? I'll tell you later. These lines are getting harder, or am I Did they actually get hard? Yeah. Oh my god. I cart full this time. Dude, this is all we did. All summer 2016, we found, we drove around Coral Springs, South like, Pembroke Pines, and found generators. Like, do you think we can come over the line? Nah, you want to find good generators that you can make lines out of? Hialeah, bro. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Me and Dayron wanted to make a video of that. So anyway, it just we we can watch this later. But anyway, me and Darren wanted to make a video of solely just uh, um what is it called, 
of solely uh, doing parkour over roofs in Hialeah because yeah. Hialeah has the best roof gaps. Like, of small businesses, little, like, apartment or complexes. Bro, insane roof gaps. So, anyway, uh, since we're on the topic of get out of my thing. Since we're on the topic of spots, I wanted to show you that. We watched that whole video later, but basically, it was like, oh, Florida only has generators. And we made lines out of just generators, which aren't traditional parkour spots, right? Yeah. People think of traditional parkour spots. Their mind immediately goes to what Europe looks like, which honestly is awesome. I mean, it looks just aesthetically pleasing, but on top of that, it just creates the most insane challenges, which is why they're so good and they've progressed further than us faster. Yeah, but, but I feel like Europe also, it's like kind of like... I feel like they don't overhype their spots like we overhype their spots. No. I feel like like their spots, they see it as like how we see our spots. Because they have the fucking best already to start with. But my point is is that usually you think of just walls and ledges. You think of rails. You see of you know handicap walkways that are railings or walls. You think of drops, blah, blah, blah. You don't think of just fucking dusty, nasty Florida green generator boxes. Yeah, you don't. So realistically, that video already kind of proves your point. Anything can be a spot. So that brings to my next point is skill level. You said that your pers the perspective of the person really depicts on the quality of the spot therefore someone's skill level will depict their perspective if of the spot if it's good or not so if for example i got i've been training for nine ten years now and you've been training for two right i'll look at a spot that you train at and i'll go nah mm -hmm. i'll think of a spot better because i know what i want to be pushed in mm -hmm. for i'm gonna give you another example not saying that your spot's bad. No, I know. I'm I saying know. I don't want to train there because I'm just I'm gonna be repeating things that I did back in 2014. I can't speak give, English. I'm, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Someone that would that would just start in parkour would rather train at my spots of than yours. Why? Because they still have no vision for parkour. Is it intimidating? If someone who just started it's parkour went to games yeah, yeah, yesterday, but that's they would be intimidated as fuck, right? That's besides the fact. This is what this is what I was getting to. Someone that would start parkour. Would rather train on my spots than yours because yours are extremely hard. But I could still I could still train at your spots because of the mindset that training at the spots he's at gave me. Yes. Okay. I really like the way you said that because what you're essentially saying is the never-ending kind of perspective of I could come up with infinite possibilities at a small, what I consider lo-fi spot, right? Will allow me to create even bigger, more cooler lines for myself at big intimidating spots and not let my mind pressure myself into thinking I have to do big jumps because I can be more creative here and not have to try as hard because of how big this spot is compared to what I train at. Yeah. So skill level, I think, has a big thing to do with allowing somebody to consider what a parkour spot is to them. So case in point, to me, Markham Park is a quality parkour spot because to me it encompasses all of my intermediate and advanced capabilities. Yeah. Therefore, I can go there knowing... And that part can also cater to... To, to, to like beginners, young. of course, but I'm talking about me specifically as an athlete. Okay. So if I were to look at... If I were to have a comparison, if I were to say... If you were to say Markham Park or Amelia, I would say Markham Park. Not because... Amelia is a bad spot, but because of my current skill level and what I want to do. And I'm not even trying to say in the competitive mindset, because I know you're saying, oh, that person's there to compete. They're not there to have fun. Well, what if I'm not there to have, I'm not trying to compete either, but I'm trying to do things that I want. And what I want requires, or what I'm looking for requires more space, more walls. Go somewhere else. Right. Don't bitch about that spot. But I'm not saying I'm going to bitch about it. I would just be like, no, I don't want to go to Amelia. I want to go to Markham. 
Yeah. Which you get upset. But someone like you would, someone, no, I get upset when someone confuses and says that. Right after that acting that you just did, they'd follow up with, that spot of shit, bro. I can never do anything here. I wouldn't say it was shit. I would be like, I, I could train there, but I'll be doing, I'll, two things. I'll be doing some things I've already done in the past, or two, I'll be having to try mentally harder to come up with things that are intricate and somewhat at my skill level than as opposed to Marco, where I can show up and the first thing or second thing I see is like, all right, well, that's already going to be hard enough for me to try right now. Okay, well, then now that means that, you, that you're unlocking parts of that spot that are even harder that you didn't see. Now you just have to see that you're getting out of that newbie phase of being good. Now you're getting better. Right. So, like, you know what I mean? So, it's kind of like yeah. if you go to a video game, um, you're, they're not going to let you see the expert weapons until you get to max rank 30. They're going to be like, look, this is where you're going to get. Now you have to complete challenges to get this. Right. That's how it is in, for example, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, you can't even see the how your gun looks until you get to a certain requirement. Then that comes with its own challenges. Then you unlock it. Yeah. You can't get to a full... To a spot that has full potential, if you haven't reached your full potential as an athlete, because you're not gonna be, you're not gonna get to see those challenges. And once you do, you need to get to a physical peak where you need to do those challenges. Mm -hmm. So it's the same analogy. So I guess what well, first of all we can say is we've already debunked the whole thing that architecture doesn't really isn't really a, a big deal in spots. What we're now actually trying to, to I guess work our way through is what makes a spot worthy of training at depending on skill level. What makes it beginner and really difficult. So let's take gain. We just were at Gainesville yesterday, the university, the campus of University of Florida for Earth Day Jam. You saw all those spots. You saw the spots that you saw because I told you there's more. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, everywhere. And it, it was there's some intimidating big spots, the big jumps there, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That already, in a general scope, makes it a much more quality spot. Why? Because there's all of this unlocking to do, like a video game, like you say. Someone who is looking to want to get better are going to want to continue revisiting spots like that because of all these new unlocked challenges. They won't, They don't want to keep revisiting their rookie stage that they already surpassed. Okay. So why would somebody want to train at a spot that's not considered bad? It's considered staying stagnant. And just because they can't quote with new, more intricate lines doesn't mean they don't want to be there. It means that they know that it's just a, it's just another iteration of what they've already been doing. Upgrade your training. It's now it's like side quest. But okay, in order to upgrade your training, wouldn't you upgrade your spots? Wouldn't no. you upgrade your equipment? No, because yeah, now I think you would. I'm gonna give you an example. I've done. This is where we disagree. Yeah, I've done a double kong pre. Mm -hmm. Double kong pre. I'm so sorry. What the fuck is that? A double kong. Um, actually, a double kong pre is a thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I've done a double kong somewhere where I've done. Almost every vault I've ever thought of. Okay. And that's what made that easy thing harder. Right. So now, now when you revisit that spot again, you're just doing what you've already accomplished. No, because Time now to level I, up. Yeah. Make that, make that harder at a speed step now. Yeah. You can make it harder all you want, but the thing is that the moment you show up to a spot that's actually a lot harder, you're starting from scratch there now. What do you mean? It means that you're all you're doing is reiterating and things making it harder and harder and harder at the same area. But but then by the time it comes to train at some place that's actually a level up, you're gonna struggle because you stayed here for too long. Mm. Therefore, quality of spots increase with your progression because your progression starts to depict yeah, what you choose to train on. Yeah, but you're. I'm not gonna train on what I trained on when I was 15. No, but like. Well, sometimes I do. Yeah, but so then what? But why call it a shit spot? That's that's what I'm trying to go back to. Like the that people that call it, it a shit spot. The people call it a shit spot because those are the people that immediately go, "I'm not gonna do anything there." 
But that doesn't define the spot. Because no, I do agree that there are beginner spots and like yes. higher level higher level, you know, athlete spots, but it doesn't define the spot in quality, it defines the spot in the quality of training for that person. Therefore they just go it's shit. Even though realistically what they mean is my quality of training is not gonna be as good here as it would over this spot. Which is a huge point. That's a huge case in point right there. Yeah, but does, it doesn't but depict just be, the spot. It depicts the quality of that person's training at that spot. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it does. But like, I see it more as like a yeah. I want, th- this is your this is the platform like, for you to tell me how you see it. I see it more as like um, you know, like a donation company doesn't need, you know, they they don't need. How do I say this? I was going to say that, but that doesn't make a lot of sense. That doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Re, re, re-say what you just said. So what I'm saying is your argument is... Say it in another You way. don't like it when people... I'm going to say... I'm going to try to sum it up. You don't like it when people... Let's say Chris. Chris is sitting behind the camera right now. If Chris looks at your spot and goes, this spot is shit. I can't do anything here. Your argument is... That doesn't mean the spot is shit just because you can't do anything here. But realistically, what I'm saying is the reason why he's saying it's shit is because his quality of training at that spot is going to be shit. The spot itself is not shit. His quality of training will be because he won't be able to do as good as he could somewhere else at that current spot. Does that make sense? The reason why people tell you that spot shit, I can't train there, is only because they are quite literally expressing the fact that they their training personally won't be as good. So they think that that means that the spot is shit. The spot is fine. It's yeah, its but own expand thing. Expand your training. Why are you sticking to one thing that, it, that, that caters is, to your to your type of they're training? Not, they're, they're trying to expand their training by finding something that's broader and bigger so they can find more things. Why do they have to try so much harder to in the same exact spot? It's the definition of insanity. No, you don't have to try as hard. You just have to put on a different pair of lens. So, for example, for you, yeah, but the pair of lens starts to run out until you need a ghost. For example, like you could keep on. Yeah, then then that's when you move on to spots. But you can never give a title to a spot just because it doesn't cater to you at that moment. You never know if you come back tomorrow and you don't want to do big jumps. And if you do only want to do big jumps, then that's Uh, that's you, bro. That that I like more than what you just said. It's almost like you saying before you find bigger, better spots, exhaust the one that you have now. I mean, yeah, bro, like, why? It's kind of like, dude, you're not going to fucking get a 2004 car when you're 21 and then the next day get a Lambo. You're not going to do that. You're going to waste that car until that car's done. That's right, okay, that's fair. But, for example, you 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 can keep changing the lenses all you want at Amelia until you real Until uh, I'm done. Then I'm until like, you want to be I've like. I've accomplished this. Now, now it's just a, it's a, again, it's, I'm sorry. I don't play video games at all, at all. But it's just that I, it's a very it's good analogy. To, yeah. When you beat a f- a free open world game, an open world game, when you beat all the missions, what is there left to do? Explore the world. You're done. You don't have to do anything else. So once you're kind of done with all the lenses in Amelia, then just go and explore. But you know what's crazy, though? And then move on to another with that mindset you brought to Amelia. Yeah, and then now Amelia is just a utopia of whatever you have done and hopefully potential new things. Because then if you have exhausted all of the lens, the only potential that has is for new people with... 
a unique lens that you probably never got to see because there's no way that you've seen every lens. You're just one person. Yeah, you but know you, know what what I mean? you know what's crazy? You bring though? other people. In 2021 this year, you yourself, Angel, you can exhaust all your lenses at Amelia Earhart Park. That's the spot that he trains at, by the way, guys, whoever's listening or watching. Yeah. You can exhaust all your lenses you want in 2021, and then you start traveling the world, like you said in your video game analogy, throughout 2023. You'll come back to Amelia with a new set of lenses. Thank you. But you have to leave it in order to do that. You can't stay there. That's fine, but that's because you've exhausted that, dude. Like I said, you don't it even have to open... exhaust it to do that. Yeah, but it's it's like an open world game, bro. Right, but you don't even have to. What I'm saying is, you don't have to exhaust the lenses at a spot that when there's already bigger ones that exist. Yeah, but then that just mean you're doing a half job. That means that you, that sort of. Yeah, exactly. I sort of because then you're you're exhausting lenses in areas that maybe doesn't even you you care for. Like, what if I'm like, okay, when, I guess I can also do this, but like, nah, now I'm not really having fun because I'm trying to fucking do everything there is possible here. Yeah, but that's already you coming with expectations to the spot, thinking that everything is a mission. I spoke with Seth like the last time, like, yeah, tell me about he that. He was like, oh, um, should I, you know, I don't, I don't know if he wants to talk about, it. like, I shouldn't put him out there like that or anything, but I told him, I was like, you know, when you go and train, or, or or like not going train when when you look at parkour through the lens that you look at because Seth has a very unique way of looking at parkour mm -hmm. that's why I guess I connect with him so much so I told him when you look through that lens try to look at it through more of like a genuine pure look and he was having me and him spoke about it because he came to me he was having a little bit of a struggle or not even a struggle he just wanted to know and me and him kind of talked about it and and dude he not that it's a little better but he trains with, with a little more ease, and I see it in him. He's happier. There's more glow. He enjoys what he's doing. And it's not that he wasn't enjoying what he was doing, but it, it felt more like a mission. It felt more like a, like not literal word task, but an actual task, like if there's a checklist. And it's kind of like parkour shouldn't be a to-do list. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, it that, could be. I agree with that as well. It could be. Sometimes maybe, but then you're starting to really screw yourself over. If you do, if you put a to-do list, of course, because then you start setting expectations for each thing you on the list. Have, and I, I think the most fun and the most satisfying jumps that you accomplish is when you had it in your head, but you kind of left it at, that's as far as it went, just live in your head. And then one day you're feeling and you committed for it. That's the most satisfying. Not like, yes, yeah, I finally dude, stressed you know myself many, out enough to do this. Like, be, yeah, before, like I met all you guys and I started becoming more like in tune with parkour on a bigger level. Um... Dude, I would just not not that I would do it only for the clips, but it would make me feel good to see myself do the jump. Yeah, of course. To see it, actually see it, and I would I would flip and I would go to the end of my adrenaline mm. just just in case like someone didn't record it. Now that I've met all you guys and it's all that's like I've it's all already like been put out on the table. I enjoy more that moment of like, bro, you did that and you experienced that rather than like you needing to see it. Because I, I always wanted the video just so I could see it. Like, I could look at it and be like, yo, you're really doing that right now. Like, that's you. It's kind of almost like literally if I'm, like, reliving an I like, a memory I had or reliving an idea. It's kind of like if, dude, that's what you imagined. You looking at it in a video, it's like, yo, that's fucking real. I was yeah. there and I did that. Yeah. So I did it more of, like, as a, like, you know, you're okay type shit. Mm. Like, you're actually there. You did that. It's not fake. Don't worry. Right. Like, you're living type shit. You're doing it. It's actually becoming real. And I was like, holy fuck. So... Just just to fathom that was a little weird. And then when I met you guys, it was a little more of like, yo, experience this rather than like 
try to make sure that it's there because it's here. Yeah. Don't worry. Now it's more like enjoy it. Yeah. And that all, that all derived because of how Seth is a person that would not enjoy it by giving himself a to-do list. Not that he gave himself a to-do list, but he would put, he competes with himself. Right. But why? And that's why he's such a fucking good athlete. But I, I told him that at some point that gets exhausted and it becomes so like bad. Yes. I, yes. I it's like a, that. it's like a mind. What is it called? Like a talking bubble with just scribbles in it. Yeah. It, it, it just becomes that. And you become so like, so why, you brought him up for what reason though, for the spot to talk for this, this topic of spots. because of that, because he would go to a spot and the spot to him was like, uh, um, was like a, a couple a world bars on a bench. No, <laughs> I know you guys bitched at him for that. Yeah. One time. I wasn't there, but yeah. Um, Cause he he like like he goes to a spot and that spot is like a dojo to him. It's like a martial arts dojo. He has to get there and it's like, like dude, like you know, you're right. not competing against this spot. This spot's like you're here with the spot. Right. You don't have to demolish this. I spot. like that a lot. You don't have to do that. Right. And like you exhaust yourself doing that. But that's the reason he's such a fucking amazing athlete. Cause he did that. And I told him, don't take it the wrong way, but take it as in like, you know, you need to chill out. You're not always, you know, you're you're already here, bro. You know what I mean? Like I told him, you're at the top already. Don't. Like, don't try to be the best when you are the best already. Yeah. That's what I tell them. Um, well, then to, to circle that back, I believe the quality of the spot depends on the skill level of the athlete mixed with the third talking point, which we've already spoke about, the mental perspective of it. Those two go hand in hand. If your skill level is at a certain point and your experience level in life of parkour, I'd rather mean, is at a certain point, your perspective of the spot will alter because you will want a certain quality of training out of it. And if the spot doesn't help you deliver that training that you want to you, it's not that much worthy of a spot. It's not to say it's not a spot and it's not to say it's a bad spot. It's to say it's not a progressive spot for that given athlete. And it doesn't also mean about change your lens. It just means like, this is what I want to work on today. Cause you, you yeah, but athletes will go as far as to like not even go to that spot. Right, because they're not gonna they're not gonna attain like forget about the spot. They're not gonna attain what they for example, Aztec yesterday. Like, I didn't yeah, want but to go like to, my thing is why would you shun a spot? Huh? That's what why would you shun a spot? Right. Because maybe not maybe not every day everybody is in You don't the, have to do it every day. You don't do big jumps not every, every day. day. Okay, well I mean to say like well I mean not every good training has to involve good jumps, you know what I'm saying? Good training is another topic. Oh my god, good training de depend derives from how you mm -hmm. feel about yourself. Like for example, yesterday was a rather good training for me, but that doesn't mean I actually did my best because of my current condition. Yeah. But anyway, my point is is like you don't have to have big jumps for it to be considered a good training session, and I don't mean that in terms of like a spot being a good spot shunning it is more of like that's not gonna get, get that's not gonna give me what i'm trying to get out of today that spot's not gonna give me what i'm trying to get out of today nor is it catering to how i'm feeling maybe your freaking nervous system is actually drained right now and you can't think of you don't want to do fast flowy stuff because you can't physically take it you can only do singular movements why would you go to a flowy spot if you can only do singular movements i like your argument being well find a singular jump at the flowy spot yeah, but you don't have to go to that spot if that's what you're feeling that day. Kind right. of going to like, kind of going to a mindset of like, okay, what am I feeling today? Right. So that that leaves you out of the position of trying to talk shit about a spot or saying a spot is a title. Right. Because if you go like, if I'm feeling big strides, why would I go to to somewhere that there's no strides? That right there is like that. That means you're just going to a spot. You're expecting parkour. Right. Like no. And like, you sh and you should. And if you want to have a good time there, then you should be in that playful fun mood that we talked yeah. about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. I don't go to I don't go to a steakhouse and I want seafood. Right. Like that's literally what parkour athletes do. 
Right, but I think the mistake they make is by calling that spot shit. Yeah, that's yeah. and yeah, and that's how they title it. It's like, dude, you're going to this spot I agree, to yeah. eat seafood, and then you're saying that the steak there is shit. It's kind of like, dude, this is a steakhouse. You're going there, you're ordering seafood, and then you're like, this seafood is disgusting. It's like, dude, you're in a steakhouse, bro. Right, and I love how you brought up the Seth story. Do you know that story? You want me to tell it? Because that's exactly what's playing into right what we're talking about right now. What? When they were, I think it was. I, oh, I don't know the story. I, I just know, heard it. It was. I know. I don't know. Raul, were you? Raul was here. Raul, were you there that day when Hello, Raul, they were morning. training in Boca? And Seth was talking about a spot, and they're like, "Come follow me, follow me." And then they walked forever, and it was actually just like a bench and like a couple rails or something. Okay, cool. So apparently everybody heard about it, but wasn't there. Tony was there for sure. I know Tony was there. Kobe was there. And essentially, I Kobe was there. I just said it. Seth, uh, who is from Long Island, he moved to South Florida in about 2017, and he's been training here ever since. He's friends with everybody now. And one day they were going to his college campus, Florida Atlantic University, and they were training, they're training. And then Seth goes, hey, guys, I just found this new spot. I fucking love it. It's awesome. Follow me, follow me. So they walk, 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 and they go into this area that's like rather far away from the bigger spots, and it's just a freaking bench and some rail or something like that and everybody was like why did we walk this far for this when we had all of these other varieties right where we were so it falls right into the argument I'm making because right in that given situation they were expecting a humongous spot they were expecting something different and they did get something different, but they didn't get much variety. I think what they were expecting was variety because here's the thing. Instead of creating their own variety. That means they expected the variety to be there. Right. So what I'm saying is in their head, if they were like, are you sign languaging, dude? What you want? Yeah, the camera's dead. No, it has no space. Whatever. Keep it recording. I don't care. I'll just put the, that's why I put camera died or whatever. Like at this point, it gets to a point where people need to just start listening. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah, like I have to fix that. I'm, I, that's not the camera we're actually going to officially use for the podcast. Like, we're trying to get an actual one that doesn't do that. That's not meant for podcast recording. I just, I just exhaust it as far as it can go. Use the film, and then after that, and then if sure it cuts that, off, then that's it cuts what off. we did with our podcast. Yeah. At some point, the camera would die, and Darren would be like, "Just, just, just, go. just freaking keep Whoever talking." Say, and you those videos actually got a little bit of uh, more views than. Yeah, you can't some block of the, the flow of this. So what I'm saying is, people in that, like to listen to this shit, bro. In in that given situation, if I was there, I would look at Seth. And in my head, I think I would have been like, I would have liked for you to have told me what it was before we got here, because that way it'll allow me to switch my perspective. If I walk all that way thinking that there's like a new Kong Prix or something or whatever, and I get there and there isn't, I'm going to be like, well, damn, now I have to rewire my whole thought process behind this next spot. Now your whole day of training It doesn't mean that the spot is shit. It just means that it didn't get as exciting as I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Because if you were walking around... And you didn't have any spots and you saw those two benches, you'd be freaking the fuck out. Because it's the only thing you got. Exactly. Which is a different thing as well, you know. But in that, in that, like Raul, I don't know if you guys heard it. He was rather far away from the microphones, but he said, oh, sounds like a spot to me. Yeah, it is a spot. But you can, depending on your skill level, you can exhaust it rather quickly. So, yeah. then, I'll, th so then you're just, now you become bored. Mm -hmm. So that's, huh? So you can, ex I'm saying you can exhaust any option and then it gets to a point where you're like, all right, well, I've had my fun here. But for someone who's newer, it's still a fresh spot. Yeah. So skill level plays a huge part, man, in, yeah. in depicting on how fun you can have at a spot. Not saying that you can just look at it and be like, it's shit. I'm saying in terms of what you can do because after a while, like, you have two years on, on your belt. I have nine to ten. It'll get to a point where we'll do the same thing over and over again, and I'll be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much exhausted what I can do here. Like, you know, and then you'll be like, no, there's more to do here. I'm like, I no, I'm – that's it. I'm done. Like I'm, I've, I've had my fun here. 
skill level has a huge part. So I can understand the disappointment of some of the people that were Seth because they weren't told what was there and they probably expected something bigger. Does that mean the spot was shit though? No. No. Does it mean that it did lose its excitement though? Yes. What the spot? Yeah. Yeah, because you came with a different mindset. You would have no. Now you have to try harder to rewire it. Because if I was in like, dude, Tony and I have made the entrance of a public. You spot. don't have to rewire the spot now. You just have to change the rewire up here. I meant. Oh, yeah, but you have to try harder to do that. But someone that would, yeah, but well that that's already too in depth. Because someone that will have multiple styles of training would flourish in a spot like that. They can flourish. Does that mean they want to do the moves there though? Yeah, but then again, it goes back to how you feel that day what you had planned. Right. That's why this topic is so like convoluted because it's just like it has layers to it, man. It really does. Tony and I made an entrance of a Publix fun. All there was was a was a railing and a platform. That was it. I used to parkour where I where I took my 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 laundry. I used to parkour where I took my laundry on the roof of them. They were I was on top. Me and my my brother caught me one time. He he was. Yeah, I wanted to. This is amazing. Blue raspberry. Shout out to Bang. Yeah, if you want to take some more, you can. When you when you drive down. They have to drive back down to Homestead, which is like four hours from here. Um, if you want to take some, you can. But yeah, yeah, you would make where you where you did your laundry fun. Yeah, you can. Yeah, bro. It's where I think it's where your mind's at. But my point in case, which was skill level and mental perspective, is they play a huge part in what you can do at it and how you view your quality of training there. For example. Yeah, and so, dude, once some again, of the quality another of example. Tra- one, some of the time that you do want to do big jumps and shit like that, it comes from a place of also wanting to just move. To like have, be a part of the thing that parkour is, which is movement. Right. So if I go to a spot, let's say, let's say right now I am one of those athletes that you're talking about. That's like, dude, I don't, you know, this is not right now for me. What I would, what I would do, me, what I, and I didn't notice that I was doing that. I would exhaust the spot for what it is and leave. And then you're done. And then I'm done. And then I just face the fact that I couldn't do what I wanted that day, but I moved. And you're done. Would you decide to go back there another day? Probably not. You then would, now I know what that spot is for. Right. But you would want to pick a spot that. In retrospect, is better yeah. because it's kind of like get educated with your spots, bro. But it's better because there's more. What there's do you mean? Newer things. Yeah. So it's, that's it, why it'd be better. Yeah, it's like different maps on, a, and it's like literally different maps in a video game. Like just rec- like educate yourself with your spots. Yeah. Know what they have. Know what it, what you know what the capacity is of that spot. Know what you can't can't do there. I mean, if, can and cannot do yeah. there. And then leave and know what that's what it's for. It's like yeah, picking dude. out your favorite video game, dude. Like, why would you pick out your favorite video game and be mad at it because you're bored? No, just you're not in the mood to play a shooter. You're in the mood to explore a planet or something. You yeah, know what dude. I mean? If you want to increase the quality of your spot, change the way you view it. Educate yourself with your the, spots. The know? thing is, is that sometimes people aren't always in the mood to want to think differently. They just, they actually physically and mentally want to execute something high level power or whatever. You know, that's what, that, that's what then, they're in mood for. Then that sounds like someone who's being a brat and always wants big jumps around them or basically wants jumps to cater for them in the moment that they are in the morning that they drink their coffee and they want to go do a big jump at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. at night, whatever the fuck. That's not always going to happen because I live in the suburbs and I have to get used to it, bro. So then now when I go to Tampa... It is a completely different ball game. It's, completely it's different deal. ball game. So now I see my little spots as like a, whoa, what big shit is there in my little spots now that will prep me for even to attempt the big ones there? Oh, I completed all the big ones in my spot? Okay, I'm done. Let me go f- now train at the spots that the Tampa guys trained at when they were down here. Oh, I did all of that? Now I'm ready for Tampa. 
you gotta always keep moving. Once you always keep moving, you know, you're gonna find out so much shit. But dude, there's not one person who knows everything, unless you're a monk. So it basically athletes want to be the know it all of each spot. It's kinda like I think I think there's that itch of wanting to do the biggest not biggest, yeah, but like no, I don't think coolest it's like thing that. you can do. Yeah, I don't I don't think yeah, I don't think it's the biggest thing, but I think it's that. It's kinda like, dude, you're not always gonna be you know, doing amazing parkour. There's gonna be so what? Th- that analogy can also be like, oh, I want to always land perfect. I want to always have a day where I land perfect. No. Gareth. Yeah, I don't know him, but damn. Dude, Gareth, I, Gareth, Gareth didn't stick at precision really well at Gainesville yesterday. He actually got mad and threw his hat, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? I didn't see that, but I'm pretty sure I could believe it. Yeah, man. I, I, I really liked what we just talked about there. I'm going to see what else I have left because I think everything really kind of intertwines it. I've already talked about definition of parkour. Progression. That's the last thing I want to touch on is progression. Mm. And you just touched on it. Oh God, this is flowing so good. Uh, basically, you said, "Oh, I'm gonna. I, I visited Tampa. Wow, this is big because Tampa was big for you. I remember the first time you experienced it, and you were fucking shitting yourself." There's a video on the one K. Yeah, YouTube. you were like, watch Fuck. it. I was like, literally with my hands on my head, like exactly, yeah. exactly. And to us, that's what a real parkour spot is because all of that will constantly push you. There is no need to think of something else. It's I already there. I think you should make that another topic because that's not... I don't think that makes that a real parkour spot. I think we'll... It makes it a challenge. Sorry. I'm going to rephrase what I said so we don't have to do another topic. It makes it <laughs> It makes it an advanced parkour spot. Okay. True? Okay. Yeah, because we what can agree. makes a parkour spot is the athlete. Right. So look. Wait, what would you say? What makes a parkour spot is the athlete. I agree. Well, that's exactly what we've just been talking about. Mm-hmm. But... You say, all right, I just visited Tampa. Holy crap, there's a bunch of spots here. I'm going to go back to my little, you used to call them smaller spots, back at home. I'm going to try to see what's the biggest stuff there to prepare me for the even bigger spots that are in South Florida, which will then progress me and get ready for Tampa. Excuse me. That shit is carbonated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try not to drink it anymore, guys, by the way. It bloats me. Uh, I come to find out. What is super creatine? It's sometimes they just brand. It's just fucking creatine, dude. Okay. They just brand things sometimes, bro. And their Ultra other ones, C-O-Q-T. and their no fusion one, they put ten thousand milligrams. I'm like, just put ten fucking grams, dude. Ten thousand milligrams is just ten grams. It's just it's just overhyping with the words. So they put super creatine because it's another hype thing. But anyway, my point is, is like, um, you are utilizing spots to progress. So after you've exhausted the smaller spots, the only thing left there to do is just to go back and be more creative again. But there is no progression there. Yeah, that's why I said I just move on to like to where you guys were at the big spots because then it's kind of like, all right, now I'm ready for these. And then those will take me to Tampa. So the quality of a spot also depicts on how much it can progress you. Because if you keep training a spot that doesn't progress you anymore and, yeah, you, yeah, and you're that, stagnant, yeah, yeah. then that the spot's whack, with. dude. No. Well, no, see, I just I just fell into it. The spot's not whack. The spot's exhausted. Mm-hmm. And even then, you, you can go back two years later. You cannot be a video game over 100% because they didn't make 101%. They only made the mission and the side quest. Once you're done, go get another game or right. part two, whatever the fuck you want. Right. Holy shit, man. Wow. All right. Listen, we are. What are we at? We're almost at an hour. Oh God, this is amazing. We're uh, I think we've reached I think I reached our limit on the topic. I think we have. I think yeah. I think this is it right here, and I don't like to make him pass. He was an right hour. though, because I wanted to talk about way more. Yeah, no, I told but you. But the fact that topic. you broke it down into three questions, that is what kept me. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I have to do that, man. Um, before I give uh, the people any last minute updates on Soulful and the Hideout, where can they find you? Uh, one K Project, one K. 
Um, shout out to Chris because he wants to be fucking called out on the podcast. Swift. Yeah, tell me because the camera died. At, at Swift Chris. Um, find me at... I forgot my Instagram handle, but I'll give it to Tyler. 1K.X. Yeah, 1K.X. My, my name, Angel with an X. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's what they Just can follow find the Instagram. Instagram. That's all I really care 1K about. Project and if you don't Instagram. do parkour, follow the fucking Instagram even more. Fuck. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's where you can find Angel and his, uh, his fellas. Uh, once again, I'm going to reiterate the update that I said earlier. The hideout and the SoFlo movement HQ will be moving over the course of the summer. First is me. Uh, I might be taking some of the equipment with me to continue episodes in my temporary room that I'll have. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be so broad here. <laughs> so you won't <laughs> see this whole setup in an episode for a minute. Uh, but you will again soon in the new HQ uh, whenever or <laughs> he's like oh shit they found somebody was recording he's like oh never mind I'm sorry so you'll you'll find the the equipment the podcast stuff like that in the in the new HQ whenever that will happen trust me there will be you know celebration confetti and announcements up to when that is but until then we're going to go through a little bit of a weird transition where the location everything is going to change and if i continue to do the podcast on my own it's going to be weird for a bit where it's not going to have all this it's going to be probably just me i'm actually i'm probably going to just be doing the podcast uh and nobody in the chair for the guest chair for a while or the co-pilot chair so uh, just kind of keep that in mind. The episode releases are going to be sporadic. It won't be every week. I'm trying. There's a lot of things changing in my personal life as well. It's been a bit difficult. Keeping up with this is, hasn't been the highest priority and I apologize, but don't think that there's never going to be an episode. It's just, it won't be every week like before because there's the, con the consistent routine that was here is now gone and I'm creating a new one. So it's exciting. It's cool. I'm keeping it broad. I know there's not a lot of detail, but just know that when it blows up, it's going to blow up and it's going to be sick. Um, all right, Angel, is there any last minute things you'd like to say before I say the ending monologue? Um, I do have some things to say. All right, Rebels, that's no, kidding. Um, be humble athletes. That goes a long way. Trust me. It's deeper than you think. That's it. Thank you, Kendrick Lamar. All right, Rebels, that's all for today's <laughs> task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others who you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your host some love by liking, commenting, and rating this. And to show some extra love, write a review. Angel, read read those last two bullet points. Check SoFloMovement.com for merch and more. Please follow our other profiles here to stay up to date with whatever we are doing. Yeah, don't say the last part. That's my line. If you guys get lost along the way, don't hesitate to email questions or nudes at the hideout at soflowmvmnt.com. Bitches. We're rebels of the cause. Sign Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out. That was flowy as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.